Hello, and welcome to Illumination Bureau, where we hope to enlighten you with all of the hidden stuff that you don't know about careers in creative. This is Catherine Lang Klein and Kristen Harris, and we will be your hosts. We are the co-creators of Portfolio Creative, a company that connects creative people in the marketing and advertising space. We've been doing this since 2005, and we've learned a lot of things that we want to share with you. We have so much to tell you, so let's get started. Hey, Kristen. Yes. Which do you think are more important, hard skills or soft skills? I think hard skills tend to be just the baseline. You have to have a certain you know, level of expertise in certain things mm-hmm. to even be able to do the job. But after that, I think uh, soft skills are much more impactful over time. I would probably tend to agree with that. And we should probably start by... Um, telling people what we're talking about when yeah. we say hard skills and soft skills because some people may good. not know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the hard skills are the things that you would typically write down, I guess, like on a job description. It's like yeah. you must be able to do this software, do this activity, um, the certain requirements of the job to actually do the job, and then the soft skills. Yeah. The soft skills are more the, I think it's people like that term EQ. It's like your emotional abilities, your communication skills, Mm -hmm. how you work, how you do the job. Mm -hmm. Maybe the hard skills are the what, like what you have to be able to do. And the soft skills are how you're going to do it. Yeah, that's actually probably a great way to describe it. Um, Because it's, it can be very vast too, and depending depending on what the company is, you know, what they're looking for too. Um, But a lot of people really get hung up on the hard skills when, and pass on really great candidates that might have the soft skills that they could just train to be a the perfect person. Yeah. And it's tough because the soft skills, you know, they're a little bit more vague. They're a little squishy. How mm-hmm, do you measure someone? Mm-hmm. How do you know if they have them? You know, there's all these questions where it's like, well, I can just uh, check your certification on the blah, blah, blah skill right. set and know you have passed level three. You know, right. it's not like that. But what's really interesting about it is, well, first of all, you know, it's a really tough job market. It's hard to mm-hmm. find, you know, everybody says, I, I can't find the right person. And so to me, one of the questions I would ask is, what does the right person mean? Right. It's a lot about how you do that job. And what if you don't have some of the very specific technical skills? Or, you know, three softwares, not that one. If you've learned three, you've probably learned that mm-hmm. one too. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, it's like you have an ability to learn software. Right. Right. And the fact that you uh, have said the word software, I think, is is really important here, too, because um, looking for a job and finding candidates has changed so much in the last few decades in that you could go back to like what our parents time was and you needed somebody who could type and you needed somebody who could maybe do math. And that was about it. Yeah. <laughs> so that was your only requirement. Maybe you had to run some machinery um, and you either had that skill or you didn't. But when, when software got introduced, and it started changing so rapidly, um, it was really hard to kind of gauge people on their skill sets um, mm-hmm. because five years ago, they were, you know, just the hot ticket and everybody knows after five years, software comes obsolete and there's something else. So that the person's not obsolete, but um, the skills just have changed, again, just so rapidly. And, and like I said, prior to that, there was just like decades and decades of just these minimal requirements for the most part to have a job. Yeah, and so there's... I think it's something like, you know, a lot of the top fastest growing jobs or job categories didn't even exist five years Mm -hmm. ago. So jobs are constantly changing. Like you're going to hire somebody today for whatever skill set they have. And in five years from now, 
that will not be the skill set you need, nor will it be the one they have anymore because right. they'll keep adding to it. So, I mean, there is a baseline. Like somebody has to have the basic abilities to do, you know, certain parts of the job. But beyond that, they're not going to even be using that software in a couple of years because you'll have right. moved on because the world will move on. Right, many times over. <laughs> One of my um, favorite things that happens on occasion is when we will have... Um, a client call up and ask for somebody who has like 10 years of social media experience. And I'm like, oh, that's so cute because (laughs) nobody has that. No, I remember, I literally remember right after the iPad came out, Mm -hmm. someone called and asked us if we had somebody who could develop iPad apps. And we're like, um, that was announced like yesterday. Right. But I bet the people who have already been developing apps for iPhones probably can. Mm -hmm. Like they're doing something that is relevant and similar yeah that's probably who you need but it was like no i need somebody with ipad experience like that does not exist exactly (laughs) and you will be looking for a long time but and that's actually a really great example because you know you could have people apply or you might have a recruiter send you resumes of people that don't have that exact experience but might have something that's definitely very relevant or very close and um just putting a little time behind it and helping this person kind of get up to speed, you can have a really awesome candidate. Yeah. So, so that all comes back to those soft skills. So you have to be looking for something other than just, you know, the list of skills. Mm -hmm. It's like, do they have an ability to learn? Right. Do they have an ability to quickly pick up new software? Are they adaptable? Yes, exactly. Flexible. Like Mm -hmm. there's all these other things that actually matter. Right. Maybe more. Because whatever skills they have right now, they're they're not going to matter in, in the future. Like, exactly. yes, they can come in and do that work with that software or whatever right now. But if you want them to be with you long term and keep growing and developing, they have to have these other skills or they'll, they won't be able to keep progressing. Right, right. So hiring is turning into more of a moving target, I think, more than anything. Um, because if you are doing the hiring, you have to be up to speed on what the latest things are and where the future is going. And the candidates coming in have also have to be in that same spot too. And that's where you have to start digging in again to the soft skills and see if this is a person that while the world is changing, you're going to still want to hang around with them. <laughs> yeah. And, and are they changing too? Mm-hmm. Are they evolving? Like when you're looking at their resume and talking to them about their career, how have they continued to change and mm-hmm. evolve in their role? What have they learned that's new? Because if they learn new things in the past, you can assume they will keep learning new things in the future. Like you have to look for different kinds of clues, I think, in Absolutely. the resume and in the interview than maybe, like you said, in the past when it was much more just based on hard skills. And I guess I feel like the soft skills probably always have mattered because you want somebody that's mm-hmm. like, communicates well and gets along with others. And some of those things probably have never changed, but some of these other things are just so much more important. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you're, you're looking for different kinds of clues between the lines of what they've written about what they do. Right. You're looking for hints of these soft skill. Right. Kind of and things. you could go like through the job of job, a job, a job. Okay. They learned this here and then they learned this here and then they learned this here. And if it's not super clear, I mean, definitely ask because I, also would hate to have somebody eliminated um, just because that wasn't really told or you didn't understand how it was written really well. Um, but then, you know, maybe that's a soft skill that you could work on with them yeah. <laughs> for better communication since we're talking about that. But um, 
but yeah, just you have to kind of you know might have to spend a little time on some of these, especially if you're starting to look for something really really particular, um, and having a hard time finding it. Okay, let's go back, let's look and see, do we have something here that we can work with? Mm-hmm. I think that the interview conversations in my opinion, need to be much more about these things. Mm-hmm. You know, this is really what you're looking for. It's right. like, okay. You've already seen the resume, honestly. Yeah. So. Right. I can see from your resume, you either have the basic skills I need or you don't. So we don't need to talk about that. Like, mm-hmm. I want to dig into all this other stuff that is harder to tell on a resume and, and that you need to probe. And there are different ways people do it. So mm-hmm. there are, um, you know, all kinds of situational questions and assessments and that kind of thing. I think some of it helps, but I think it it is imperfect or people would have nailed it by now. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. And we are seeing that that is um, turning into more of a demand too. I mean, people are starting to realize that, you know, I can train somebody that's, you know, just really just is eager and wants to get in or they have a great history and I know I can build on it. So we should probably talk a little bit about um, whether or not people have the soft skills and if not what can they do about it yeah um i mean you hope they have some exactly <laughs> it's maybe figuring out which ones which ones they have but as an individual this might be a little bit of soul searching to Absolutely. think about you know what are the common threads mm-hmm. like you know this about me i'm a learner so mm-hmm. through my whole I am too. career life even when i was a kid i just like to learn stuff right right and I never would have thought about it, but when I look back, I can definitely see that common thread. So you can look back and, and start to see common threads about yourself. Um, I I really think that things like personality tests can be helpful mm-hmm. more for yourself. I don't, I get a little squirrely about using them in making hiring decisions, mm-hmm. unless it's a few of the like really heavily validated ones, because you could be eliminating someone for a test that isn't that valid. Right, right. But for an individual, I think it's great to do a bunch of those and start to see some of the Mm -hmm, common threads mm -hmm. because those are things that you can pick up for yourself, but then you can start to highlight for others. Right. And the one that we've relied on, and we just very briefly touched upon it, very briefly, um, was Strength Finders. Yeah. Because you said you were a learner, and I said, oh, well, I am too. And I know that I'm adaptable (laughs) because I know that's also one of my strengths. So, I mean, that's maybe even a great place to start Mm -hmm. is to take a Strength Finder test and see if you have, you know, um, some of these skills that might be considered soft skills. And then I would definitely talk about them in an interview too. It's like, you know, I took a strength finder test. Here's, you know, what my strengths are. Um, and then you can kind of build on that too, but also be prepared if you do have some weaknesses or if you know you have some weakness weaknesses. Um, there are people that are, you know, very introverted, you know, how do you overcome that in interviews and, and, become more communicative when um, it is really challenging for you to do that. Or you just um, have, you know, you're not, for, for whatever reason, maybe you're, you're not um, super ambitious. <laughs> I've run into those people. Um, but how do you portray yourself in an interview that still is a way that says, you know what, I can do the job. You right. know, I just, I really just want a job and then I yeah. want to go home. You might just There's be a really solid worker, but you don't want to people start your own business or whatever. <laughs> right. That's totally fine. We need yeah. those people yeah. and just make sure that you're, you're going to, so I guess that's what, then I guess what you would sell is your soft skill. I'm going to be reliable. I'm going to show up. I'm going to do the mm-hmm. job the best I can. And, and here's what's all going to happen, but I'm not going to be that person that's going to, you know, keep coming in on the weekends or whatever. Just be clear on that, you know, and yeah. if the job requires that, maybe it's not the job for you either. So, um, 
just know your strengths and sell those as your soft skills because I, I think mm-hmm. people can kind of really connect with that. Yeah, I've even seen people list them on their resume mm-hmm. or on their LinkedIn profile right, and that right. sort of thing. It's interesting. And that's just one, like you said, there's there's many others. Um and if you're not if you're not using it like as a on the hiring side, I would say be very careful in using things like that to eliminate people right. for the job. Right. But if you're the individual and you're just using it for yourself, you can even do all the like fun ones, free ones. Right. You know, there's tons of stuff on the internet that you don't necessarily have to pay for. You're not making, you know, giant decisions about someone's life based on it. You're just trying to get a little more insight about yourself. And there's all kinds of, there's Enneagram and there's color code and and all kinds of things that you can do. Because it's very simple and it tells you if you are good with people and it tells you if you are you know good analytically it tells you know and it's really really simple but again those are soft skills that people are going to really want you yes know, it, how you interact with others mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. it's very insightful mm-hmm. for that so um so yeah i think like you said like if you're trying to identify them for yourself then you know you have to know what your, yours are mm-hmm. and what you're strong at so you can share it with other people. So, yeah, maybe some of the assessments and so on. On the other side, from the employer side, um, some companies are doing, you know, sort of trial runs. They might have you come mm-hmm. in and work with them for a day. Well, you just take a day off from your other job, I guess. I don't know how that <laughs> right, works. right. Um, or do a test project or something. They may, you know, sometimes um, in our business, it's a temporary to hire kind of a mm-hmm, situation. Mm-hmm. You know, we would like somebody to come and work with us. We have this need. We need to get this work done. But if they're a really great fit, then they can be the one to fill the role. So that's kind of a, a longer term job audition, I right. guess. Um, some companies do use assessments. You see more and more of them. So don't be surprised that you're asked to um, take one. Uh Hopefully they're well validated. <laughs> and a lot of it is for these reasons that we're talking about. You know, people are are trying to figure out. You know, we don't, or they might be thinking. You know, we know this is going to be a hard fill, or we've looked for a while, so now we want to dig a little deeper and um, see who who could be a fit for this, and that we could train into being great. Yeah, and so that exactly that is what I think is so cool about this because I think people are able to make different moves in their career. Mm-hmm. It's not like, well, I went to school for X and then I got a junior level X job and now I'm a mid-level and now I'm a senior level and now I'm in charge of a department that does X. <laughs> it You can move around more because you have these relevant transferable skills. So you might be, you know, a graphic designer and then you might end up you know, being a creative director, but you're working also with the writers mm-hmm, and then maybe mm-hmm. you're over on the strategy side or maybe you start a business or or you totally go into something else like HR or whatever. Right, right. You know, you don't have to just stay on one path. Mm-hmm. Like it, it actually broadens what you can do and what kind of interests you can follow. But I think it also can open the doors for people who don't have that traditional experience. Mm-hmm. So maybe Absolutely. somebody who doesn't have that traditional, you know, following that path could be a great candidate for this job. And they never would have been considered before yeah. because you were just looking at the list of skills or certifications. Right. Right. And I, I'm sure that most people have run into somebody that they thought was, you know, just a rock star personality wise and soft skill wise and all that sort of stuff. And it's like, you know what they are, so close to um, being perfect, I just want to hire them right now, you know, and 
it's like I can train them. I can, you know, you just get, but that, that's kind of the, the secret sauce to the whole thing is to get people just really kind of jazzed up about you. Or if you're being the interviewer, who is it that, you know, you just can't stop thinking about in a way. It's like, I just really like them. I thought they had such potential. I loved their ambition. Um, could they fit the job? They might not have all the skill sets. Yeah. Um, but would they be a good fit with your culture, which is probably the hardest fit of, of them all. Um, versus um, skill sets is trying to find somebody who's a good culture fit. But do you just give that person up because they might have missed one or two things on that job description? Yeah, I think when you start thinking about skills, soft skills and planning kind of for the future that you don't mm-hmm. even know what they're going to need to know, so can they <laughs> get there with you? Right. Then I think that what, you know, the quote-unquote right person is for that job it's a totally a different oh, absolutely. definition of what right is. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and that's actually a good thing that you brought up too, that whole planning for the future thing too. It's like, you know, I have this need now and I think we can work with this, but this person I see as part of our future. Um, yeah. It, it's great to kind of just go in with a really wide net when you're meeting with people versus getting really, really specific and getting really, really hung up on every single bullet point in that job description. Yeah. And one thing that I think is really cool about this idea of soft skills is I think that a lot of creatives have these kind of skills. Mm -hmm. Like when you go to an art school or you follow, or, you know, maybe you have a degree in something creative in photography or design or architecture or something more in a creative field, or even if you've just done it for a long time, whether you have a degree or not, Mm -hmm. you probably tend to have a lot of soft skills that are pe- people are starting to value, like problem solving and imagining things that don't currently exist, <laughs> right. you know, like that's what design is or, or any of those kind of writing, any of those things, you're mm-hmm. creating something that didn't exist. Um, being able to learn, like mm-hmm. people in those roles always are having to learn new things yep. and research and look at history, but also think about the future. Um adaptability and, you know, to some extent technology, just because our industry is becoming very technology dependent, but um, a lot of communication. I mean, a lot of creative roles are communication roles. So I just think it's very cool because people with creative backgrounds and creative experiences are actually starting to move into different kinds of roles where they weren't expected before, Yeah, you know, because those kind of skills inherently creative people have mm-hmm. a lot of these soft and they're skills. Very, I mean, very adaptable. They tend to be very yeah. adaptable. And that it's definitely one of the key things here. Um, so we, they're, they're moving into and like applying them in different industries yes. and different positions that, that you wouldn't have ever got that job or even had the opportunity to right. explore it before. It's right. really, really cool. It is kind of cool just to kind of see that all kind of unfold. Um, the one article that we read that kind of got this whole conversation started between the two of us was that um, 50 per, 57% of leaders say that soft skills are more important than hard skills. So once um, we saw that, you know, it was like, well, we just really need to talk about this and really get the message out. Also, I guess, to um, it seems that, you know, some of the hiring people are starting to get the hang of this, but also the people we want to get the message out that are applying for jobs to understand um, when you see a job description and maybe you don't fit it 100%. Really think about, you know, do I really have a passion for this? And do I think I could do a, a really great job there? I Or perhaps you know you're going to be a culture fit for the company, apply. 
Yes. Just apply. Absolutely. If you have 80%, I mean, if you're completely unqualified or it requires, you know, some sort of specialized training that you don't mm-hmm. have, like don't waste people's time. But if you're like 80% qualified and the parts that you don't have are learnable, mm-hmm. yeah, you should definitely be pursuing those kind of things, especially if you can see if you know yourself well and you know the kind of soft skills right. you have and that those will help you fill in the 20% gap. And over half of the people are looking for it, you know, that, are, that have jobs. I mean, that that's huge. Yeah, that's it is. Huge. It, it is really important. And you're right. I think from the hiring side, people have been talking and thinking about it more, mm-hmm. longer. I don't know if individuals think about it that way because I think a lot of times you're just like, it's just my personality. Right, I just right. am who I am. Right. But they don't think about like actually those traits are, you know, called soft skills on the employer side. <laughs> right, <you know? laughs> right. That's how that's be, it's actually defined. And you just think it's, that's just by personality. Yeah. So being able to pull out and flag some of those and knowing those are things that are important. Mm-hmm. And also on the other side, if you are not very good at some of these things, you might need to work on it. Yeah. Like I mean, and just accept that. Yeah. I mean, it's, there's, we're not all good at everything. Yeah. So, but um, if you're not, a good communicator, if you are very sort of dig your heels in and aren't adaptable, you know, these things are important mm-hmm. and you might want to really think about, can you get better at some right. of these things? Cause you change this is your, what it's going to take. I got to learn it a little. <laughs> yeah. It's what's going to take. I'm going to learn it. So, yeah. um, but yeah, and there's, uh, probably a myriad of places you could check out to try and do that. I, one of the quickest ways that I always tell people is, um, just to start mimicking someone in a way, um, it's like, well, I can't be Oprah, but I can maybe act like her <laughs> if I need to, for that, for any, some particular thing, if I want to do public speaking or something, that's usually for me, that's always what it is. I, I, I think about other people that present and how they carry themselves. And I try to mimic that a little bit. So there could be something to that too, for individuals as well. If, if you feel that you could do that is, you know, think about how another person carries themselves, uh, carries himself and, um, kind of just mimic that a little bit in w- with your own personality, but with, um, you know, perhaps it might be projecting or being very clear in your communication or whatever. Um, just kind of, like I said, see other examples of it and then just kind of adapt your own way of doing that. Yeah. And you'll, you'll have to take yourself out of your comfort zone. I mean, yes, you will. That's the reality if you're going to grow and develop and get better at something. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if you struggle with communication, you might have to force yourself to go out and go to some events or something where right. you have to talk to some people right. or or you really work on improving your emails if you're not great at, you know, written communication. Like you can get better, but you have to accept you need to. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. I think maybe realizing these things matter just as much as the other piece. Can, yes, and you know, can sometimes help you. more and in sometimes some cases. More, apparently. <laughs> So yeah, it would be a, a good thing to kind of brush up on knowing that that's almost one of the qualifications anymore is, is to kind of dig into that and, and figure out how you can um, brush up on those soft skills. Thank you so much for joining us at Illumination Bureau. We hope that you have gained something by listening today. Illumination Bureau was brought to you by Portfolio Creative. You can find out more about Portfolio Creative at PortfolioCreative.com. If you have a topic that you want to hear about, don't hesitate to send us an email at questions at portfoliocreative.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate and review it, or share it with a friend.